Welcome, my name is Andrew and this is the Kudat Discussion, a New Orleans Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. So today's episode is the 50th episode of the Kudat Discussion, so I just wanted to start this episode by just saying thank you to everyone who's listened, Saints fans, NFL fans, whatever it may be. I just want to say thank you for you know, interacting with me for you know about 30 minutes every uh, couple of days, twice a week. And to me, this whole experience has been just amazing. To me, this whole podcast experience has, could have, couldn't have gone any better. I mean, been able to connect with all these, you know, new people, Saints fans that look before and, you know, past, you know, seasons. The game day wasn't the same. I wasn't really able to really connect with the Saints and the fans. And now, Every you know every day. It's not even just game day. I've been able to do that. I mean, I know season ended, and this episode, if the Saints would have won the Super Bowl, would have been that Super Bowl recap, which obviously would have been really great. But to me, I just want to say thank you just to everyone who's got me here, who's helped me, other podcasts, I mean, other YouTube channels, everyone you know has played a part in getting to fifty episodes in a pretty short time. I mean, like about six months for fifty episodes is to me really good and just we want to get better here we um you know published our first film study um just the other day on sunday with our last episode and the second one should be coming out soon that's going to be on the tight ends and free agent tight end market and we're going to look at some different tight ends i think we're going to start doing some live shows once in a while we'll probably just do it on youtube and um you know get to talk with everyone live and just that'll be more of like a hangout thing but talk some saints a little more relaxed and then we're also going to have some interviews hopefully soon on here. And that's really the trajectory of the podcast, especially this off season is to have different type of content, you know, including having this podcast though, because this is just, it's been a great experience. I want to keep doing the podcast. I don't want to just like get away from the podcast because I know a lot of people enjoy it. I enjoy doing it. So to me, it's just, it's been really great. And just, I just want to say thank you. For everyone, I just want to start the podcast that way. If this is your first time listening and you haven't followed us on our various accounts, you can follow us on Twitter at the Hoot at Dis, on Instagram at Hoot at Discussion. We recently made a Facebook page, so we are at the Hoot at Discussion on there too. Like us. Um, that, that's really, you know, we're going to just basically do what we're doing on Twitter and Instagram. We're also going to do on Facebook. We're going to notify you of any updates with the podcast, with the Saints, you know, and all of the above there and then just also guys subscribe to youtube um itunes google play podomatic um spotify everything whenever you watch this and listening or listening to this excuse me just subscribe like comment leave us a review and a rating on itunes that's just really really helpful for me to see how i'm doing and just again thank you to everyone that has got me to this point because i know it's obviously not just been myself but just it's been just a hell of experience and I can't wait to continue it through the off season and into the 2019 season. So we're going to start with our news. Then we're going to go into really a recap and a preview of this online group heading into the 2019 off season. Um, looking at it right now from that group, we did our first two um, groups of the quarterbacks and skill position players. We're going to do the O-line today. Next episode will be a full recap of the offense and where the Saints should move forward, in my opinion. And then we'll move on to the defense after that with the D-line, linebackers, and then the um, defensive backs. And I think we're just going to go right into some news. Again, there was news this week, and I think there's going to be news every week, and especially because I'm going to go over the offseason calendar with you guys a little later. 
and there's a lot of stuff coming up. Like this is not the end of football at all, even though this is the first weekend without no football. But the AAF, the Alliance of American Football, will be playing this week. And um, the Memphis Express, their team, they can get players from a lot of Louisiana um, schools, colleges, and also the Saints. So technically, if there was any, like, a future player like a f- that's on a future contract, if he wanted to play in the AAF, he would play with the Memphis Express. I'll definitely be following them. And then also, I'm kind of interested in the Orlando Apollos. I looked at their roster. They have some interesting players. So I'm going to look at both of those teams. And out of those two teams, I'll probably just pick one to follow if I really get into the AAF. Now, like, I don't really know what the product on the field is going to be because I don't think really we all know yet. If it's like college and it's up to that par of a college game, I think it will be pretty successful if it's at the speed of college. And if it's kind of like that developmental league to the to the pros, to the NFL, I think it could actually be really successful. I think it's a grounded game, unlike the XFL was, excuse me, um, from years past and it's to be coming back next year. I think this, is, this game is going to be more of a real NFL game. Um, I don't think it's going to be very, very sloppy. I think it's going to be like a college game, maybe a little better, maybe a little worse, but... To me, if it's a college game, I'd watch it. I'd follow it for, you know, at least you watch a game once in a while. And then if it's at, like, the level of maybe even better than college, I think it's going to gain some steam. And maybe you'd be looking at the NFL trying to negotiate it with it to, you know, create a a minor league for that to be the minor league. Or even, like, if it was really, really popular and adds expansion teams from it. Now, I don't know what's going to happen there. I'm not, like, an expert on the AAF yet. I mean, I don't think really anyone is. And... All these little leagues, they usually don't work out. The NFL has really been, you know, the dominant league, but you never know. Um, you never know. And when you're looking at it, I think this league's grounded. It's um, when you're looking at who's made the league, it's Bopolian, who was the um, GM for the Colts. I mean, he, to me, good GM. He won them a Super Bowl. Um, you're looking at some coaches, Michael, Mike Singletary, you know, great player for the Bears back in the 80s. All these, you know, little you know, details that this league has definitely is catered towards football players, football fans. So I think that could be really interesting. I think, look, we're going to see this Sunday and see this weekend really in general, and we'll see what the product's out on the field. But that's just what I feel there. Um, now going into some Saints news. Um, first, David Onyemata, he was issued a summons for the possession of marijuana. And this is, to me, just not really good stuff early. In this, in this offseason, the Saints have already had two players with run-ins with the law. You had P.J. Williams, who's not really on the Saints anymore. He's a free agent, but still, he could get re-signed. He had the DUI, and then Onyemata here with the possession of marijuana. And look, to me, I don't really know what's going to happen with him. He only got a summons. It wasn't a lot, but it, look, when you look, that's bad. It's bad. He made a mistake. It was a really bad mistake because this is going to cost him game time, I feel. It's going to cost him, I think, two games. Maybe four games. Maybe if he's lucky, he'll get two games. It can easily be four games. The NFL does not like you know, the players having, you know, tested, not tested because he didn't test positive for it, but they don't like to see that from their players. It's kind of a tarnishment. They don't, everyone with marijuana, look at Josh Gordon because um, he's had possessions of marijuana um, on his record and it just, he, he got suspended. Got suspended two to four games and now he's done much worse stuff, but at the beginning, that's what it was, and it was two to four games, and I think that's what Onyemata's going to get. And this is really bad for the Saints, and this is really the first time this offseason where I think the Saints have a gaping hole, and they're going to have to fill it, and that's at that three-tech defensive tackle. And look, even if it's only for two games, 
right now, the Saints don't have a defensive tackle on the roster that's really ready to play because you have Sheldon Rankins. Now, look, if Sheldon Rankins comes back, if he did have the torn Achilles, but when you're looking at it, I think he'll miss probably a month, maybe two months in that area. I'd say one to two months of next season. That's just what I think because when looking at last year, um, Alex Okafor, he tore his Achilles in, like, November, and he was ready for, like, August just in time for the games to start in um, in the preseason. So I think – that's where he's looking at move it back a couple of two months and then you, he'll I think sometime in October he'd be ready if he goes on schedule and he's you know very good at coming back no setbacks all that good stuff from him but then like we were if, if I was the Saints I would have probably just got like a role player at defensive tackle before but now you can lose four games without Onyamata or Rankins and that's just a really really big issue and I think the Saints because they always like having three defensive tackles and especially three tech, three defensive tackles. They like to have three of those when you're looking at it in years past. They've had Onyamata, Rankins, and also um, Nick Fairley. So to me, I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints go out here and add maybe not only a solid player, maybe they'll add a star. If um, Gerald McCoy, if he gets cut, I think the Saints have a strong chance to get him. He's an amazing relationship with Drew Brees. And I think if the Saints brought him in for a workout and they brought him into the facility, I think he'd be sold by the Saints and he'd be on the Saints that day. That's just my feeling on it. Other guys, Ndamukong Sue, who was connected with the Saints last year, I think a possibility that he may come on. Supposedly he's supposed to get eight to nine million a year for like three years. That's, I mean, look, it's a lot of money, but for Ndamukong Sue, he can give you a really nice year. He's 32, so that's kind of a problem with him. Um, McCoy is also like 30, 31, but I think he's such a good talent. I was looking at some film with McCoy. I mean, he's a really good player. He just wins at the line of scrimmage a lot. And he's better than Sheldon Rankins. And people think Sheldon Rankins is great, and he is great. But think of having midseason, you have Sheldon Rankins, and then you have Gerald McCoy, and then you also have um, Tyler Davidson and Taylor Stallworth as your one-tech defensive tackles. And that's just amazing stuff. Also looking at other defensive tackles, Grady Jarrett, he's 26 if you want to go on the younger side of things. I think he's going to get a lot of money you know he's played for the falcons i don't know if he's gonna get that same amount of i think he's gonna if he gets a big contract we don't know that yet um we don't know if he'll get the same amount of like a sue type player or he'll get even more because he's younger but he six sacks you know 52 tackles you know he had 17 qb hits really good year from him he had three fourths fumbles um also some players like henry anderson who played on the jets he's 28 and alan bailey played for the chiefs and he's 30 those two players also i think could make a decent salary. Alan Bailey, he made $6.25 million last year. Saints could maybe sign someone like him. Same with Anderson. but Or you know, or you go in the directions the Saints did last year. Sheldon Richardson, who the Saints were looking at again last year, he made $8 million. So to me, if you want to give him like a two- or three-year deal and then bring that AAV down to like six, I think he would take something like that. Um, when you're looking at these tackles, a lot of good players. And to me, it's just it's a really deep position in this free agent class. Also, you can go in the draft. See, like, if Onyamata was, you know, not having this suspension looming over him, like, we don't know what suspension he will get. But we know that the NFL is very strict on this this thing that he did, and it's just not a good sign for him. It wasn't. And also, it was, like, mailed to him, so maybe someone, like, set him up. We don't know. And there wasn't anything else because they had a search warrant into his apartment and nothing was found. So we don't really know what the NFL will do. They'll probably go into a more investigation to see if it was actually Onyamata that wanted um, 
the marijuana because he it was a package sent to him. We don't know if it was a – all we know is someone put his name and address. Maybe someone was out for him. We've seen this in the past. You know, some random person was out for David Onyemata, put, um, you know, the, the marijuana in the package, and he, they sent it to his address because they knew his address or something. That's a possibility. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what came out of it. Now, the NFL is going to have to do its investigation, and we'll see what happens. But I think it's going to be two to four games. Maybe they give him four games, and he can reduce it to two or three. It's just it's not a good look from him. When you're looking at the draft, I think if they had Onyemata for the full season, I think that um, you get someone in the draft, Kalen Saunders, who I really, really like out of Western Illinois. He was, I mean, he wins a lot. Um, and he's a three-tack, really good player. And I think if you didn't have, if you, like, but only having him, it's not good just for the whole season. Like, if he's going to be starting, I don't think he's going to be a plug-and-play starter coming from, uh, you know, an FCS school. Like, that's probably not going to happen. And as much as I think he's a good player, look at, like, players like Marcus Davenport, who I think is a better talent, and he came from a small school, and he's, it still took him some time to make plays. And he was also making plays in the Senior Bowl and stuff like that. So, to me, I think he would have to take some time, and I think if he was in a lesser role with Onyemata, I think that would be good. But if the Saints don't have Onyemata... I maybe you draft him and then also sign one of these guys. I think that's what you do if you're the Saints. And look, that's just what I do. If McCoy gets cut, I get McCoy. And I've been saying that even before Onyemata got um, suspended. He is such a good player. Having all three of them, that would be amazing. I mean, that would be a really good, you know, D-line. If you could put McCoy, Rankins, uh, Cameron Jordan, Marcus Davenport coming in and making a jump into his second year, it's just, to me, good stuff from those guys and now our next news topic is Aaron Glenn the Saints defensive back coach was targeted as the Bengals defensive coordinator which I mean look it was a lot of guys here I think it was like six guys and Aaron Glenn happens to be one of them but I don't think he's going to get it because the Bengals they do have their new head coach and it seems like what he is about is um he's hasn't been a head coach before so when looking at it, he's probably going to want coordinators that have been coaches. Aaron Glenn has not been a head coach before. They've already looked in, They've looked into like a Dennis Allen, who um, the Saints got in instead of the Bengals. He went to the Saints instead of the Bengals, um, and resigned with the Saints was Dennis Allen. And then they're looking at Jack Del Rio, who's a former coach. And these types of guys, I think that's what they're going to go for. And I don't think that they're going to get that new up and coming defensive coordinator, a defensive coach as their coordinator. Because I just feel that um, they're going to want a more grounded player and that a uh, grounded coach, excuse me, in that position. And I don't think Aaron Glenn will get it. I think, and also, I don't think the Saints defensive backs played that good in the beginning of the year to even warrant him a position like a defensive coordinator. I think he's worked really good, and I think he's a really good coach. But I think if the Saints have a really good season, especially on the back end next season, the Saints do really good in the playoffs again, maybe get to the Super Bowl, and Aaron Glenn sitting there as one of your top head coaching picks, not even defense coordinator, because he could, because once that happens, I think if the Saints won a Super Bowl or something, I think that defensive, I, I think Dennis Allen would probably be gone and probably um, even Aaron Glenn may be gone. I, especially, I think he'll definitely be gone as a defensive coordinator, maybe even farther than that. But this offseason, I do think we're going to keep him. He was like one of the six guys as you know, looking in for that job and, I just don't think he's going to get it. I think they're going to want someone with more experience there. And now on to our main topic, and that's going to be recapping the 2018 season and looking ahead to the 2019 excuse me, off season for 
the offensive line group for the Saints here. And just going down the roster, I'm just going to give you the player and also their cap hit going into 2019. So starting off your left tackle, excuse me, Tyron Armstead, $15 million in cap. That's a ton of money. And I think what the Saints should do with him, I do think they should restructure his contract, bring it down to like $13 million, save 2 or $3 million there, um, maybe move his roster bonus, do something like that. I think this, I think you kind of have to. Um, I think that's uh, definitely um, player to get restructured. To me, if the Saints want to do anything in free agency, they're going to have to. You can't have like a fifty million dollar cap hit. Armstead, I think, is a great player. Maybe the Saints look to trade him because maybe they're just done with the injuries and they just don't want the injury bug being around, you know, their left tackle anymore because it's definitely uncertain to have, you know, one of your most important positions not even there on the field. And it's, it's just, it, I, I don't know if the Saints should do it because he's such a great talent, but he's not in the field enough. If he would just play for a full sixteen games healthy. He's the best defense, uh, the best, excuse me, offensive lineman in the league. And your Pro Football Focus said that this year. It just so to me, it's just to me. You gotta. I don't know what you do here, but I stick with him just one more year. Give him one more year. If now you don't stick with him and you just know that he's probably not the future, trade him. You'll get a ton in return. You'll probably get draft picks, players. And look, if you want to do that, but then you have a left tackle spot open, and then maybe you would move Andrews Pete in there, which I wouldn't do, but. He could. He has played left tackle in the past. I wouldn't do this option, but I guess you could trade Taron Armstead, maybe sign a left tackle. That's a possibility. But they're going to be a lot of money too. So it's a, it's a very tough thing. Maybe you move Ramchek over to the uh, left tackle spot and sign a right tackle. But again, a tackles just cost a lot of money, and you wouldn't even probably be even saving that much. To me, you restructure his deal and let him play because he's, I mean, at top of his level, he's the best in the league. Looking on to left guard, that's Andrews Pete. He has this $9.6 million team option here in that fifth-year option as he was a first-round pick. And with Andrus, I would really consider cutting Andrus Pete this offseason or at least renegotiating this $9.6 million um, uh, option because that's a lot of money for a very below-average guard this season. He did make the Pro Bowl, but um, it, it didn't really seem legitimate. He was added last minute. After a lot of people chose not to go, he was good earlier in the season. Then he got hurt a little bit, banged up. He was serviceable at the beginning of the season. I think like if he was healthy again, he'd be serviceable, probably average. But in those playoffs, he was really bad. He was getting beat basically every play. Uh, he couldn't run block. He couldn't really pass block either. He's a bad run blocker, and he's in. in once he gets out in space, he's an all right um, offensive lineman. But that doesn't happen that much, and I don't think. Uh, he is a future really on the Saints past next year. If you want to keep him this year, I just don't I don't want to. And I know it's creating another hole, but looking at the free agents for the um guard position, it's a very deep position and it's probably going to be cheaper than 9.6 million and you're going to get a better player. So looking at it, Andy Lavitri, who made 7.8 million dollars last year, he did end up on IR, so that's going to bring down the price. He's 33 years old. He played for the Falcons. And I think, look, you probably signed him for $6 million and he had a much, in 2017, because he did it, was on IR in 2018. In 2017, he had like, um, he was like almost double. He was double, better than Andrews Pete. And look, Andrews Pete had a 39 rating. That's not good on Pro Football Focus. Pro Football Focus rating of 39. That's just not good from him. Roger Staffold from the Rams, he, he thinks he's going to resign with the Rams. He said, I'm going to resign if they treat me right. But what if they don't treat him right? Though That's such a highly charged... Um, statement that he said there because 
you know, what if they don't? Like, what if your agent says they really are lowballing you and then he can leave? So to me, it's not that much of a overstatement to say that he's going to go into the open market. And he had like a really good rating. I think it was like a 72 rating and a pro football focus rating, if I'm not mistaken. And that's an almost double P. And he only made $6 million um, last year. He is 31. So he's probably going to make around that again, probably seven, eight million. And you'd be saving $2 million. Looking at other players, Ramon Foster, he only made $3.2 million last year. He is 33 from the Steelers, but the Saints want to go after him. They could probably get him for even just as cheap. He had a 69 profile fo- football focus rating, excuse me. Um, you're looking at other players like Ben Garland, from also from the Falcons. He has a better uh, pro football focus rating. Um, the guard from Arizona, he has a better um, pro football focus rating. Um, these it, When you're looking at it, a James Carpenter from the Jets, better pro football focus rating. These guys, they're just better than Andrew Pete, and they're going to cost less. So to me, you got to go up, and you got to let him go. And it's tough. It is very, very tough because you are opening another unknown here. But I think in the long run, I think that's what the Saints should do to save some cap. You'd be saving about $10 million, um, 9.6 to be exact. And I think it's definitely well worth it. Looking at the rest of the Saints starting O-line from last year, Max Unger, $8.7 million. I think he's worth that. You're probably not going to be able to shave anything off that cap hit. Larry Walford, um, he makes $10.6 million this year, and I think the Saints could um, restructure his deal. They signed him to a four-year 32, so maybe they can bring that down to $8 million cap hit, $2 million um, savings maybe the Saints can get here. That would be nice. Ramchek's still on his rookie deal, so to me, he's just, I mean, he's been amazing. Keep him there. I think, I mean... I think all he wasn't all pro, so um, to me, just he was a really he, he was a really solid player, and he did what, his job, and he's going to do it for a very low price. So the Saints are really getting a real deal there. Um, other players that are going to be on the Saints roster next season: uh, Derek Newton. He's on. He we signed him late last season, and he'll stay this year at least as a camp body. We'll see what he does after that, but 900k, nothing big there. And then Will Clapp still on his rookie deal, seventh round pick, and I would like him to um, start developing to be a starter because the Saints can't go on this route, especially as Drew Brees retires. You're having these guys in O-line, and they're giving them a lot of money. When you add all, all of it up, four O-linemen, really, for the Saints, is <laughs> it's almost $40 million. And then you got to add Ram checks like $4 million. So it's like $50 million the Saints are spending on the offensive line, starting off the line. And to me, that's a lot of money. It's and you you need some cheap talent there. And I think because then because then the Saints are going to have to pay Ramchek, and I think they should pay Ramchek. So I think well, Clap's gonna he's gonna have to get into a better um, development. And I think he could be a really good developmental p- piece for the Saints. Excuse me. And I think he could do uh, a really good job in a couple of years. And also looking at the free agents, um, Cameron Tom, he's like that. You know. A restricted, like he's very, very restricted free agent. Like the Saints fall from a deal and he has to take it basically. I think you resign him, Michael Ola, same thing. And I think with these guys, you just see what they got and keep developing them. And then maybe one of these guys will be a starter. I think that's what the Saints need. Just one of these guys to be a guard and a good guard as a starter. And I think one of these guys can do it. One of the three, I think, will hit. And I think it's going to be Will Clap. But just as what I've seen from his technique is very, very good. Also, Cameron Tom, really raw too. I think both those guys do have a shot. Um, then looking at the last two free agents is Joshua Laribus, free agent, who was that kind of swingman for the Saints this year, but he did get hurt like week eight um, for the Saints, week seven, excuse me, for the Saints. And then also um, Bushrod, Ramon Bushrod, who filled in for 
um, Armstead earlier this year in that kind of like stretch run for the Saints where they didn't play that good on the offense. Um, Bushrod to me, again, Bushrod is not a bad um, tackle. He's a good depth tackle. I think the Saints should resign him if he's opening to resigning, but I don't think that he's the like you know starter, the answer at any of the tackles. But I would bring him on as depth. And the Saints do need that swing guard to tackle. Laribus, he's not a tackle, but he's a really good guard, and I think he could start at guard. And he was starting at guard for a couple of games, and he was doing a good job. So to me, I look at Josh Laribus, and I really want to resign him. I do resign him, and I do resign another guy too. And sign another guy, excuse me. Whoever it is, sign that Senio Calamente. Maybe Will Clapp becomes to be that Senio Calamente. Draft the uh, next Senio Calamente, and that's what I think the Saints need. Out of this um, line, I wouldn't be that mad if they kept Andrews Pete, they kept Armstead, they kept, you know, their five guys, but then they added a Senio Calamante, excuse me, type player that's kind of like that swingman, and, you know, you bring back Laribus and you call it a day. But to me, what the Saints really could do, they can add back Laribus and get, like, a Roger Staffold for the price of Andrews Pete this year, and you're getting two good guards and arguably both better than Andrews Pete. Now, Laribus, he was... I know he didn't play at the end of the season, but he was better than Andrews Pete when he played as compared to Pete later in the season, late in the season. Pete was not good. And I know he broke his hand, and that has a big deal to do with it. But if he comes back and plays like that, again, that's going to hinder the Saints' offense a lot, especially against a lot of teams that have guys that can get pressure on the interior, like the Rams, who have, you know, Donald, and they did have Sue last year. I don't think they're going to re-sign him, though. But that's going to give Saints, Saints the whole team, going to give the Saints offense issues if he can't um, guard those type of players. And maybe you do bring in a Stafford, a Levitri, those type of players, a Ben Garland, and um, you see what they can give you. Um, I don't think that these guys would cost $9.6 million. At most, $9.6 million, And they're much better... Then Andrews P. Andrews P. at a 39 pro football focus rating. That's below average going into the bad range. Not good. That's not not good at all. So to me, the Saints, all they had to do really is just come up and just, um, to me, I do sign a guard. I cut Andrews P. You also could trade it. You could sign Andrews P. and trade him. Do that too. I'm fine with that. And then maybe you got to pick out of that. That's probably another option, I think, because I think the Saints won't cut him out right. They probably will trade him for a pick or maybe two picks. Um... Look, if the Saints can get a third or second round pick for him, hey, I'd do that in a second. Um, maybe you can get a slot receiver for him, a skill position player. I'd do that too. Usually the Saints on the other side of that deal to get the offensive lineman. But Pete, to me, I think his time in New Orleans is finished. If I was Mickey Loomis, I wouldn't keep him. He was too big of a liability late in the season for me to bring him back. And especially when this guard um, for agent class and the um, draft class is very, very deep. And I think the Saints could pick up a solid player there. If not in the second round, in free agency, or maybe even deeper in like the fifth round. I do think the Saints will get a third round pick this year. I think they'll end up with a second and third, just not a first rounder. And um, that's just what I feel from this offensive line. And this whole offseason for the Saints, looking at the cap. See, the Saints, um, just one more thing before we wrap up the podcast. The Saints, they do have $11 million now, according to Over the Cap. And um, Alex Okafor is expected to opt out of his player option to test free agency, and that would open up 
$4.8 million more in cap, which would give the Saints about $16 million in cap. So now, you know, it was like at $7 million a couple, like a week ago, and everyone was all panicking. Now it's to 16 really, because they have this um, Okafor on the books for 2019 for the Saints. But if he opts out, as he as expected, that would give the Saints $16 million. I would try to re-sign Okafor. The Saints said they're going to still try to re-sign Okafor. And I think, look, if you can get him for $4 million, I'd do that. Because I do think the Saints should bring another um, pass rusher in there. But like, if the Saints got um, McCoy, I don't think you really need that pass rusher. I think you'd be fine with Davenport if you have a Rankins-McCoy um, duo there in the interior. You have Cameron Jordan and Matt Marcus Davenport. Like, that would be really good. Like I think we'd all be fine with that. And maybe we don't have to re-sign Okafor, but I think that's what the Saints should be. Try to re-sign Okafor for a reasonable price, probably as much as you gave him last year, that 4 or $5 million range. And then I think that's what the Saints do, or at least try to do. But look, $16 million cap, it's obviously not a lot. It's obviously not a lot, but I think it's enough, especially if you get Pete out of here, especially if you trade him and you get that $9.6 million out. Now you're at $25 million or $26 million. You restructure Breeze. Maybe you get that $10 million, and you kick the can f- further. You give them the $10 million next year. Maybe just give them all in one year. $20 million next year. Here you go. That's your um, retirement bonus for the Saints. $20 million, Go. And that's going to count for the Saints cap. And maybe that hurts the Saints next year. It will hurt the Saints next year to basically have a costly quarterback there. But if you have a cheap rookie or a cheap free agent pickup it's not that bad it's basically how much you're paying this year obviously for a much worse player but for one year you can live with that and um i just feel like that's what you do and then you have 30 million you you re um restructure excuse me to taron armstead um you restructure blair walford you restructure other players on the defense and you're almost at 40 million dollars in cap and 40 million you can do a ton with like double the amount of last year so to me that's what the Saints do. And I think with that said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. Um, if you like this episode and like this podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at the Dis, on Instagram at Discussion, on Facebook. We are at the Discussion. Please like us on there. On Podomatic, we are at the Discussion, And then also subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Spotify channel, our Google Play channel, and our iTunes channel at the Discussion. Uh, please like, comment, rate us review us on itunes that's really helpful if you guys can rate review that means i can give you more content and i think that's really all that we have this episode just want to say thank you again the 50th episode and it's just it's been a blessing to be able to do this podcast 50 times it's time really flies it was a great season of reporting and really that's why i wanted to go on to also in the off season is also i want to be able to report news and um do that kind of stuff and Right as news drops, I would go right on to an episode. Um, I probably will do that. Those will probably be the live type episodes. Jump right on there. I can go live and we can just talk about the news right away. And that's really what I want to do going forward into this all season. But with all that said, I want to say thank you. Prove them right. And who that?